Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Grace and truth, Gebazalone, is our theme for the term, right? Our theme for the term. And this morning, I am going to do this in 30 minutes. Yes. I'm going to do this in 30 minutes in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And our subject this morning is great grace. Somebody say great grace. Great grace. Hallelujah. So now, um, when, we are talking about, uh, when we are talking about grace, we are talking about unmerited favor. I'm sure many of us have, have heard that before, that when we are talking about grace, we are talking about divine enablement. When we talk about the grace of God, we are talking about God giving us ability, causing us to be able to do something. Hallelujah. We are also talking about uh, 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 God's riches. Somebody made it an acronym and said it is God's riches at Christ's expense. So in other words, we receive the riches of being able to do certain things, but at Christ's expense. We did not have to pay for it. Turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 4, verse number 33. The Bible says, And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon someone or was upon a certain person or was upon one of them or was upon two of them. No, it does not say that, but it says it was upon them all. So the grace of God does not discriminate. The grace of God, when it comes, it can come upon each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Now, the grace of God is dimensional. The grace of God is diverse and hence it is sufficient not just for us but it is sufficient in all areas and all levels of our lives. So in other words, I cannot say that because there is a certain level that I have reached, be it in my calling, be it in my family, be it in my life, I need to understand that there is also another dimension of his grace for every level that I find myself in. So in other words, when you are maybe entering in the corporate world, you, it does not mean that you only need the grace of God when you are just starting off in your career. Even when you have climbed the ladder and God has blessed you and now you are maybe at an executive level, you need to understand that the very grace that you needed at your entry level is also available for the dimension that you find yourself in. There is no way that you can ever have a position that God will not be able to grace you for. Are we here this morning? No matter what position you can find yourself occupying, even though it can be scary for you, but there is grace available for it. 
That is why we are the children of God. And as I said, His grace is dimensional. At every level, His grace is available for us. Somebody say amen. amen. So the grace of God must not be limited to when we experience maybe salvation to say God was gracious to me because I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior and God showed me his grace and I got saved. We should not only limit it there because then it will cause us to go in life, living our life with our own strength and with our own might. The grace of God does not only save us, but the grace of God goes with us even in the journey of life. Somebody say amen. amen. The grace of God is deep and the grace of God wants a, a room in our lives. The grace of God wants a room in our families. The grace of God wants a room in our careers, in our businesses. Let's make room for the grace of God and we will see ourselves operating at a level that we had never even dreamed of because we have given the grace of God some room to operate. But if we want to operate uh, in our families, in our callings and uh, in our lives with our own might and our own strength. Some of us uh, have said to ourselves, it's okay for God to be involved in my life in as far as my walk with Him is concerned, in as far as my salvation is concerned, or even maybe on Sunday when I go to church. But I'm here this morning to announce to us to say that the grace of God is asking for room even in your career, even in your marriage, even in your family, in your home, in whatever sphere of influence where God has placed you his grace is knocking and asking for room. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, we have received many gifts. And those gifts that we have, we, we have received are grace gifts. Grace gifts are like the gift of life. Nobody works for them to be given life by God. It's a grace gift. Because you did not choose to say, now it's my turn. Ah, I want to land on earth. But the gift of life, even when you are continuing in life, as you are living your life, you have this grace gift called the gift of life. Salvation is a grace gift. Nobody works for their salvation. But God gives us by his grace so that we can be saved. Our gifts for our callings, the gifts that God gives us so that we can be able to work the, the jobs we work, they are grace gifts. Others have got the grace gift called uh, sharp, sharp brains, like they are, they, they, they are sharp, you know, they are very much academic and they went to school and they did well at school and hence they then went on to become the great things that they are. Some of us can think it is because we went to school. But it's a calling. It's what God has called you to do. And he gave you the gift of uh, uh, being an academic so that you can fulfill the calling that he has for you. So that gift also 
is a grace gift for your calling. Others are in business. Others are in ministry like myself. It's not because I chose and I said, me, this is the calling that I prefer. This is the calling that I want. But it is a a grace gift that was given to me so that I can be able to fulfill my calling. I'm called to be a pastor. I'm gifted to preach so that I can fulfill my calling of being a pastor. I am a pastor. I have the grace to care about the people of God. It's the grace that has been given to me to fulfill the calling. You have a gift to play. It's a gift that God has given you to fulfill the calling. So those gifts are grace gifts. That is why there are things that other people will do with ease because they are gifted in that area. And that gift is not so that I can say my gift is better than yours. But every gift that is given to us by God, the grace gifts that he gives to us, they are so that we can fulfill the purpose that he has for our lives. They are so that we can fulfill the calling that he has called us to. Be it in business, be it in the corporate, be it in ministry. Somebody say amen. In the book of First Peter chapter number 4 verse number 10, the Bible says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So we need to steward the grace of of God, And when God gives us the, those, those graces, when he gives us those gifts, they are not so that we can brag to one another. They are not so that we can look at, at, at somebody else's gift and say, I have a better gift than they do. But they are so that we can be of ministry to one another. I said last week in Pinoni that uh, if you want everyone to be like you, you are robbing yourself of a great thing that God God has deposited in the next person for you. Because God did not put the same thing in you that he has put in the next person. So if you want the the, the next person to be exactly like you, even with couples, if you want your spouse to be exactly like you, you are going to miss out on that which God has deposited in the inside of them for you. Somebody say amen. So when God gives us these gifts, he gives them to us so that we can minister to one another. So now when he gives us these gifts, he gives them to us in measure. Have you ever asked yourself, why is it that people can have the same gift, can operate in the same gift, but they don't do it the same way? And they are not doing it at the same level. It is because there is a measure of grace that is given to each and every one of us. It is because the grace of God is given to us in, ma- in, 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 in a measure. And uh, it is very much important that we understand that God has a reason to measure those gifts and those graces 
that He gives to us. That's why we will operate differently. And as we operate differently, we need to understand that it is because God has given me this measure of grace that is, that is, uh, uh, is needed for my calling. Because if God would give us more than what we need, we may have access, we might, we might have access, and when we have access of the grace, we won't know what to do. That is why we end up bragging about what we did not even initiate. It was God who initiated this thing and gave the grace for us. But if it is not measured in a proper way, we can easily uh, not use it the way God wanted us to use, this, to use it. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter number four, verse number seven. It says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So the gift that was given to you by Jesus Christ, which is your calling, is what will determine the measurement of the grace given to you. Because remember earlier on I said, God does not only give us the gift and the grace just so that we can just play with it. But he gives us so that we can fulfill the purpose that he has for our lives. He gives it to us so that we can fulfill the calling that he has bestowed upon us. So according to the measure of that gift that Christ has given to you, then grace will be released to you. There is no way that you can expect God to give you the grace of something he did not call you for. I'm going to say it again. Don't expect God to give you divine enablement on something that he did not ordain for you. On something that he did not call you for. Maybe that's the reason why the Bible says to us, we need to make our calling an election sure. Because then when we go for the grace for our election, for, for the grace for our calling, then we know we are going for the right grace. And we are going for something that will cause God to not be able to say no in giving us the grace. Because he's the one who has called us for it. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, you need to know the measure and the limitations of your grace. Never attempt to go beyond the measure of your grace. Because you will sweat you will sweat and end up killing yourself while you are busy saying you are fulfilling the purpose of God for your life. Because if you are going for something that God did not call you for, he is not obliged to give you the grace for it. You will have to generate it yourself. And while you generate it yourself, you are burning yourself. I don't know if many of you were here Beginning of the year when I was talking about the Holy Spirit, when I was talking about the lampstand, the seven lamps, the, 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 the menorah, the, the seven lampstand, it was, it was burnt with oil. It was not, that is why it is a lamp and not a candle. Because a candle as it burns, it consumes itself. But a lamp uh, generates power from the oil. So when you generate power from the oil, you are generating power from the grace that is available for your calling. When you are 
busy working the job that you work. Everyone else is saying, if I was a manager of these people, I would have resigned a long time ago. But look at you, you are doing it with so much grace. It is because there is a measure that has been given to me. And this measure is enough for my position. And there is no way that I can ever consume myself while I am busy functioning in the calling that God has called me to. And there is oil available for it that keeps the lamb going and lit but when it's a candle when you are operating outside of the limits of your grace you are consuming yourself yes you are getting results but you are being consumed yes you are getting the next best thing but you are being consumed yes you are generating a big car but you are being consumed yes you are generating a big house but you are being consumed why because whatever it is that you are doing you are generating your own power, you are generating your own grace, God is no longer there with you. Hallelujah. Because grace is given according to the measure of Christ's gift that is in you. So there are limitations in the grace. Never attempt to go beyond the grace. Once you feel that this thing is too heavy, It's as if it's consuming me. Pause and check. Do I have the grace for what I am doing? Somebody say amen. Amen. Growth in grace to operate in our gift will be in proportion to our faith. So the faith that is needed for what God has called you to do will help you to access more grace for what you are doing. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, our gifts operate according to the grace given to us. That is why you will find someone who is very much gifted, but they are not operating in the grace of God, even as gifted as they are. That is why I'm advising you this morning. Don't think that the grace of God is only for those who are in ministry. Only for those who are supposed to preach. Only for those who are supposed to teach. Only for those who are supposed to work in the house of God. Only for those who are supposed to volunteer in the house of God. Each and every one of us. Whatever it is that God has called us to do, whatever it is that God, whatever door that God has opened for you, I want you to know that there is grace that is available for you in that calling that God has called you to do. Some other people run away from what God has called them to do and they end up outside of the grace. And as I said, if you do things outside of the grace, you end up consuming yourself. And when you are looking at yourself, you're wondering what's going on. This thing is supposed to be a blessing to me. But it's actually not a blessing because it's consuming you. So make your calling and your election sure. And after that, go for the grace. Go for the grace. It is available for you. Somebody say amen. Amen. Don't ever try to compete with someone who is operating in their grace. Because 
when somebody is operating in their, in their grace, it is no longer just their gift, but it is divine enablement. So in other words, it is the talent plus divine enablement. It is the position at work plus divine enablement. It is the gift plus divine enablement. So you will weary yourself if you ever begin to compete with somebody who is operating in their grace. Because the Bible is clear in saying we need to come away with him. That's what the Bible says. It says, come away with me and I will uh, uh, show you and I will... Uh, uh, give you the rhythms of my grace. All that you need to follow is the rhythms of my grace. So in other words, this person is like someone who is dancing a cha-cha-cha. Right? Because they are there and they are just following the rhythm of the dance that they are dancing. And sometimes when you look at them and they are flowing nicely, you can easily be deceived to think that you can also do it. I don't know about you, but I love soccer. And even today, I'm a Borobo Many of us and know how to play rugby, maybe, or we are just fans. But let me tell you something. Whenever Siakolis is doing his thing, but there's this one. It's just that uh, I, I'm only a fan when they're playing, so I don't know them that much. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But there's this one that he's, a, he's colored. He's short. Kobe, I think it's Kobe. When he gets the ball and he moves and he maneuvers to go for the try. Hi, come on now. To go for the try. Let me tell you something. When I am sitting at home, I say, no, come on. And listen, I'm only a fan whenever they are playing the World Cup. Right? Because I'm, 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 I'm a South African. So, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm patriotic. <laughs> so, when he maneuvers there, I find myself saying to him, no, the ball must never go forward. It must always go backwards. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I feel like because the camera, the angle that they give us causes us to think that what they are doing is easy because I am sitting on my couch and I am just watching them. I am comfortable. I was not faced with the war that they are in. I was not even training with them. However, by the rhythm of the grace upon their gift, it makes it look easy. But let me tell you something this morning. If they can say to me there is an emergency, you must go to Paris and the Siakolis cannot play. There is no way that I can even be able to start, like even just to start on the line. I will cry for my life but when they do it it looks easy never ever as I said compete with somebody who is doing what they are doing by grace because the grace of God is very much deceiving the grace of God is going to cause you to think what he is doing is easy because when he does it he does it with ease it is not by might 
it is not by power, but it is by the reason of the grace that is upon them. Have you ever seen somebody when you are operating maybe at work, in your grace, you are in your element, and then somebody would think that they can just be able to take your position away from you. They think that they can be able to do what you are doing. Sometimes even better than you. Why? Please forgive them in advance. It is because you are flowing in the grace of God for your life. And as you flow in the grace of God, they think it's easy. It's not easy. You make it look easy. I love soccer. You should hear me when I tell them what to do. But I know nothing about what they are doing. The thing is they make it look easy. In such a way that we can even think we can do it better than them. Because they are making it look easy. Let me tell you something. The reason why M17, they have a problem with you. You you make it look easy. You are flowing in the grace of God. And they think they can do a better job. Forgive them. And press on. And do what God has called you to do. Generate more grace so that you can fulfill the purpose of God. Never, even for yourself, find yourself competing with someone who is operating in their gift. This thing of weighing people will be the end of us. Because there is a measure of grace that is given and the Bible says to all. So you may never know what the person is or what grace the person is operating in. But you may take them and weigh them based on your naked eye, based on what you can tell, based on the standards that you have, on what you think things are supposed to happen, on how things are supposed to happen. But let me tell you something. Never compete with somebody who is operating in their, in, in their grace. Not just their gift, but their grace. Because it will, it will seem as though this thing is easy until you try and do it yourself. And some of us might not even survive when we are busy trying things that are not meant for us. Somebody say amen. So let's not weigh people. Because we sometimes say, if he can do it, then it means I can also do it because I'm better than them. If they can operate in such a gift with so much ease, then I can also do it because I'm more gifted than them. We are weighing people, but sometimes the, the, the gift of God, I mean the grace of God will even take the smallest of gifts and cause it to become greater than the biggest gift ever. Because when we talk about the grace of God, we are talking about divine enablement. Not being able on your own, but divine enablement. I want you to go back to your work, to go back to your business, to go back to school. And wherever God has called you to, make sure that you go for the grace. Pray and ask God, Lord, give me the grace. And the grace of God is also in levels. So as the measure of your grace increases, because the more you use the grace of God, the more he gives you the grace. That's why I said make room for the grace of God in your life, in your family, and in your calling. Because the more you make room for the grace of God, the grace will increase. 
even the things that you could not do before in your calling, you can be able to do because the grace has increased. When you operate in the grace of God, God sees the fact that you are leaning on His grace. You are not leaning on your own understanding and He's going to give you even more grace. And I believe that this morning, under the sound of my voice, there are those who are changing levels of grace in the name of Jesus Christ. There are those who are operating in their callings. There are those who are operating in their careers, in their businesses at a certain level. But today onwards, you are going to see yourself operating in the highest level of grace. Why? Because you have changed the levels of grace. Because Grace is in levels. The grace of God is in levels. And I pray for you this morning that God may enlarge, that God may increase, that God may bring more grace into that which He has called you to do. God will always increase the measure of your grace as you use it and you operate by your gift. Not by what God has not called you to do, but as you operate by that which God has called you to do. God is not stingy with the grace. God wants to give us the grace. God wants to empower us divinely to do that which he has called us to do. We just need to make room to say, Lord, I did not know that I needed your grace. I thought I just needed my brains. I thought I just needed my certificate. I thought I just needed my degree. I thought I just needed my anointing. I thought I just needed what that, I just needed my skill. I just needed my, my, my talent. But now I know that as much as I need all of those things, I'm going to burn myself out if I don't operate in them with your grace. So as Christians, as the children of God, when we go out to where God has called us to, we have the advantage called the grace of God, the divine enablement to say even though I don't look like it, but I shall become it, not by might, not by power, but because of the grace of God that is in operation in my life. I want us not to be scared of big positions in our workplaces. Whatever it is that God, whatever door that God would open for you, don't be scared of it. Charge towards it and tell yourself there's grace available for me to be able to occupy this position and I'm not going to do it by reason of my of, of just my gift or just my intellect but I'm going to do it by reason of the grace of God somebody say amen, amen. now as I close you can never yeah in 30 minutes exactly in 30 minutes that this is my first I close <laughs> hallelujah if you can just please help me more there so that I, I, I can really close. Now, you can never outdo God's grace. The more you use it faithfully, it will never run out. God wants us to use His grace. And the more we use it, the more it will be released upon us. The more we are aware of the presence of the grace of God in what we are involved in, the more grace will be re released towards our lives. The more grace will be released 
over our lives, the more we understand that it is not indeed by just our might, but we need the grace of God, then more grace. So grace wants attention. Grace is an attention seeker. Grace wants to be felt. Grace wants to be acknowledged. Grace wants to be known that it is the grace of God that is in operation. So once we know after the sermon today that the grace of God is available for me, even if I am a teacher, even if I am a cleaner, even if I am a principal, even if I am a manager, even if I am a director, even if I'm an executive, even if I'm a business person, the grace of God is available for me. The grace of God does not only work in the parameters of the church, but the grace of God works upon the children of God. It comes in levels. And as much as we now understand we need to go for the grace of God. And the more we go for the grace of God to operate in that which we are called to do, the more the grace finds pleasure in expressing itself in our lives, in expressing itself in our careers, in expressing itself in our businesses. The more we understand and acknowledge that we cannot be able to operate the way we should and get to the levels we want to get to unless it is by the the grace of God, the more the grace of God becomes flamboyant so that everyone can see that this person is not operating just like any other employee, that this person is not operating just like any other business person, that this person is not operating just like any other pastor, but there is the grace of God, the supernatural enablement that comes upon a person who gives room to the grace of God and may it come upon you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Then that grace, that great grace is locked up in the word of God. We need to make sure that we ask God to reveal and show us in his word. And let me tell you, let me just give you three levels and then we pray. Is it okay? Three levels of grace. And then we pray. Hallelujah. Number one, it's sufficient grace. Sufficient grace. Second Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number nine says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. This is the kind of grace that is needed, but it's the kind of grace that is painful. I don't like this grace. I don't like this grace. This grace one, one day was given to Paul and he had a thorn on his flesh. The Bible says, he says he prayed three times fervently before God to remove the thorn. But the thorn was not removed. I can see him because sometimes when the thorn is on me, it, I carry it well. It seems as though it's just a small thorn. But your thorn and my thorn might not be the same things. And every thorn is painful. Every thorn is uncomfortable, but as painful and uncomfortable as it is, the Bible says God did not remove it away from him. The same God who says, is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. That is exactly what Paul did. He was afflicted by the thorn, 
But he prayed. And the prayer was not answered. He prayed the second time. And the prayer was not answered. He prayed the third time. And the prayer was not answered. And then he realized that I need to listen and hear God. Why is this stone not being removed from me? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. So in other words, even though my grace will get you there. So in other words, even if things don't go your way, there is a thorn on your flesh that does not disqualify you for the prize of your calling. God knows what he has called you to do. God knows what he has called you to become. Even though there might be a thorn on your flesh, some of us, our thorn is that we, we don't know how to speak and God calls you to speak John Moses I'm a stutterer I can't and yet millions there is no church as big as Moses' church he pastored millions in the wilderness millions Moses who could not speak at all so that you know it's not because of my eloquence. But there's a thorn. My grace is sufficient for you. I don't like this grace because it causes you to say, but this thing is painful. And yet God does not remove it. This thing I don't like, I don't prefer. And yet God does not remove it. This thing is not for me. And yet God does not remove it. Why? Because he wants you to understand that it is by grace. So that when you get to the promised land, Moses, when everybody praises you, Moses, you will understand that it is not because you were able to command them, but it was because the one who has called you was making sure that there is a voice within the voice. Ah, somebody say amen. So when Moses is speaking and Moses is saying something to the church, is saying something to the children of Israel, it may not appeal to the flesh, but the spirit will respond. The spirit will respond because there's a voice within the voice. No longer now the thorn on the flesh, but that which is the grace of God is what is speaking. Somebody here this morning under the sound of my voice, you are busy thinking about the thorn that you have been praying for. I want you to know that his grace is sufficient. That thorn will not cause you to die in the wilderness. That thorn will not cause you not to reach your destiny. That thorn is there for you to realize and understand and to know that his grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient for me. His grace is sufficient for somebody this morning who's been crying and thinking, when am I going to come out of this situation? His grace is sufficient. We don't like this sufficient grace because we want to be out there. We want to be on the mountaintop. But this grace, which is sufficient, is the one that will keep you even in the wilderness. This grace that is sufficient is the one that will keep you even in the valley of dry bones, in the name of Jesus Christ. And this morning, I don't know, maybe under the sound of my voice, there is somebody who has a thorn on their flesh and it's a threat. Let me tell 
you something. His grace is sufficient for you. Even though people are saying your thorn, even though people are saying that your thorn is heavy for you, that your thorn is painful for you, but it does not disqualify you. You are not disqualified in the name of Jesus Christ. His grace is sufficient for you. You are not disqualified. Many people might say, his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. And in most cases, you will find that when you have a thorn, it is because the calling is great. Paul had this thorn. And Paul was the greatest apostle. All the others who did not have the thorn did not write the number of books in the Bible that Paul that Paul wrote so let me tell you something that thorn is not there to disqualify you that thorn is there to keep you regulated yes keep you humble in knowing that it is not me but the grace of God number two more grace there's sufficient grace. There is more grace. And more grace is the one I prophesied and I said, may you get to the next level of grace. That is when God does not take the initial grace away, but he adds. So instead of you operating the way you were operating last year, you go for more grace. And when he puts more grace, you do bigger things. You do greater things. You do better things. More grace. More grace. More grace. And more grace is in proportion with your level of humility. How low are you willing to go? Will be determined by the more grace bestowed upon your life. God will wait for you to be humble in what he has called you to do in the gift that he has given you. And then as soon as you show humility, not humility for show, but humility from the heart, true humility is what will buy you more grace, is what will give God room to give you more grace. How low are you willing to go? Because the more he gives you, the more you have to go down. The more he allows you to do great things, the more you have to go down. The more he gives you responsibility that will cause people to see you as a great person, the more you need to go down. So the, this grace, more grace, is only going to come upon you when you allow yourself to be humble, when you allow yourself to go down. Because any gift in its full operation, can deceive you to think that you have arrived. I don't know about you, but sometimes Siri can be deceiving. Me, I'm not good with directions. So I love this invention. Yeah, 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 GPS. And sometimes this poor woman who has never been to South Africa, she can say arrived. And it's in the middle of nowhere. 
arrived. And there are bushes. There is no house. Or your destination is on the left. And on the left, it's not in the graveyard. It's not where you are going. Ati arrived. So the gift in its full operation puffs up. And it causes you to think you have arrived. And then as soon as it puffs you up to think you have arrived, that's when you then put the end and the stop to the flow of grace. Arrival mentality puts the stop and the ceiling on the grace of God for your life. Never arrive, no matter how blessed you are. Never arrived, never arrived, no matter the promotion that has been given to you. Never arrived, no matter the money, the bank account that God has allowed you to have. Never arrived, even if this church is full to capacity and we are beginning to have two services, we will not arrive because there is more in the grace of God. There is room for more in the grace of God. When you tell yourself that you have arrived you are putting a ceiling on the grace of God and the grace of God cannot be in operation in your life more grace comes through humility humble yourself no matter how big even if there is a billboard lungi that has your name that has your food or whatever it is that God is going to do with your life never have an arrived mentality there is no one who can outdo God. In fact, when you think God is now, has, is, is, he has done everything that he has for you, it is only when he is starting. More grace. More grace. The recipe for more grace is humility. And never tell yourself you have arrived. Even if you see that big house, that big home, that big, that big car, that fat account, even if you see that position of influence, whatever it is that you, that you may see, even if you see it, in fact, employ this lady called Siri. It's my prayer. It's my prayer that may God together for me and also I pray for my husband. May God never show us the full extent of the influence he has given us. Never show us. So that we can be grounded. So that we can always be humble because humility brings more grace. Humility, even at work, when they promote you, just be with the people. Don't be the kind of a boss that shoves everyone around. You can be stern, but loving. You can be stern but kind. Oh, oh, kindness does not make you weak. E kindness buys you loyalty. Ah, listen. Kindness buys you loyalty so that even when you have Ufaga, it's it's but it falls on the bed of kindness. You have already cushioned it, and you get more results out of people. You get better results 
out of people because they know you care. And the reason why you are talking like this today is because something must be done. And they go and they do it. And they understand that we move on because this person is kind to us. More grace is received through humility. The last one, great grace. Great grace. Acts chapter number 4, verse 33, where we read, it says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. The greater the power because of the gift that God has given you, the greater the grace you are going to need. So don't just bask on the greatness of the gift and the greatness of the calling. Know that there is more and greater grace that is needed for you to be able to reach your destiny and for you to be able to get to a place that God has called you to. The greater the doors, the greater the grace you need. The greater the finances God entrusts you with, the greater the door. I mean, the greater the grace that God needs to pour over your life. The greater the influence you have, the greater the grace. Because the devil does not like it when you have influence. He's going to wait for you until you are up there to get you to fall like you have never been up there. But if the grace of God, the great grace comes upon your life, no matter how great the door can be, no matter how great the influence can be, you are equal to the task. Because it is not you operating in that task, but it is by the grace of God. And I pray this morning that may God indeed open all of those doors for us. Because now we know there's grace available. And we will not be puffed up by the doors. We will not be puffed up by positions. We will not be puffed up by the positions of influence. But we are going to understand that we are going to, be, we, we are going to need to work on ourselves to be humble so that then God can give us great grace. The grace that you have experienced in your life is nothing compared to the great grace that God wants to bestow upon your life. And God wants to take you to higher heights and he wants you to operate in the levels that you have never operated in before. And he wants you to know that there is grace that is available for you so that when you are busy operating in those doors, you are not consuming yourself. But there is divine enablement. Let us stand. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.